Hey, this is almighty Bobby Lashley, and you're listening to the Babyface Podcast. Hey, this is Brittle, and you're listening to the bros. This is the Babyfaces Podcast. How's it going up, WB Superstar, the Celtic Warrior, Sheamus, and you are listening to the one and only Babyface Bella. Everybody, thank you for listening to iHeartRadio. This is the Baby Faces Podcast. You hear that music, and that means you're about to get in the ring with Billy and I. Taking a little bit of a hiatus, you know. We always kind of warn you around this time of year. Football season's coming up. Uh, you also, we have also have jobs that kind of keep us held back a little bit too. But when we have when we have some noteworthy things that's going on, that's when we decide to dive back in and get into your earwaves a little bit. As you know, I am Austin. I'm here with our co-host Billy, the main man. He is also the 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 offensive court, not offensive coordinator, the quarterbacks coach. Pass, passing you're, game you're coordinator. the passing game coordinator of Moore High School. They got a pretty big game tonight, and they've actually had a pretty good season that's why we haven't been in touch with that's billy right. all that much he's he's locked in and we want to keep him locked in for this playoff run billy how you doing today man i'm doing well and uh, you know i'm super excited about the podcast today because yes. all elite wrestling is making its debut right here in the ville on november 1st taking over the yum center and uh not to say this lightly but you know we don't throw this this word around here loosely on the podcast but we have a legend joining us today, Austin. Yes. An absolute legend. I mean, a, a big guest on the show. I would have to intended. say our biggest guest literally ever. On the, the big <laughs> guest on the show. And, and his name is Paul White. Yeah. I mean, and he is right here sitting next to me. And I, I'll tell you what, it's pretty intimidating. I'm not going to lie. I thought lie. you guys were going to say Hornswoggle. <laughs> <laughs> Hornswoggle spent some time here in Louisville, too. But, you know, yeah. he's, he's, he's probably second on the list right next to Paul I love White. Dylan. Dylan's a, Dylan's a sweetheart. Uh I had a lot of fun with Dylan. Did you ever fun. see his uh, boxing match he did with the, no, the Barstool thing? I didn't see his he boxing, had a boxing match. match? Oh, I, yeah. s- <laughs> I still remember in Ireland when we got uh, stuck in Ireland due to the volcano in, in Iceland. Yeah. Travel was shut down. And, oh, my gosh. Um, there was a bar in the hotel, and, and Dylan used to, back in the day, before he became a responsible father yeah. and everything now, he. <laughs> Used to like to get drunk and run around naked in the bar. <laughs> There's nothing worse than seeing a, a giant and the animal Dave Batista oh chasing a, a little person trying to put their clothes back on him. Like, no, dude, you got to put your clothes on. We're in Ireland. They'll take you to jail for this. Okay, this is not America. Like, you know, they're serious about breaking the law over here. You know. So you're hearing it right now. Paul White and Dave Batista's basically biggest opponent is Naked Hornswoggle. Yeah. Yes, hey, naked. You heard na- it here Naked Hornswoggle is a giant killer, without a doubt. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. Well, you are freaking the giant, dude. You're formerly known as a giant from the Monday Night Wars back in WCW. And by all means, dude, you're a, a wrestling legend. We've been watching wrestling for a long time. So it's <laughs> it's really cool to be here in the same graces as you. As I was downtown Louisville, as confusing as it is, there's there's one-way streets everywhere. Right. You mentioned going by the Louisville Gardens, and you said you'd wrestle there before. Did did any nostalgia hit you when you went over there being here in Louisville and well, seeing the, that garden sign? For wrestling history... Um, my first in-ring interaction uh, was at the Louisville Gardens. Wow. Show for OVW. Hmm. And there was a young man uh, who was in OVW at the time that I met for the first time by the name of John Cena. Oh, yeah. Who uh, had to run out during one of the, the match or something and take a few bumps. So <laughs> it was interesting to see where obviously his career has gone. 
Um, but when I saw Louisville Gardens, that's what I remember from that show. I'd come in. I'd, I'd already gotten out of OVW and was back working full-time uh, with WWE at the time. And uh, Danny had a show and asked me if uh, – if he could, you know, if if he could pay me to come do the show, and yeah. I was like, no, Danny, not everything that you did for me, not everything that OVW did, absolutely not. I I, I wouldn't take money from him. I came and did the show for nothing, and it was funny. Is is John was, he had this eager, bright, yeah, man, whatever I can do. Like he had sure. that great attitude, and we've been friends for for years. And God knows that guy has transcended the industry and what he's done with it. And uh, I'm very happy that I got to meet him and know him because I got to work with him a lot and. Yeah, uh, probably owe a couple of homes to him. So. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you talk about a young John Cena. Now you find yourself, you know, you've seen and done it all in wrestling. You find yourself on the AEW roster that has a lot of, you know, young studs. Is there any that you would like shout out that, you know, have a bright future in this? Business? Oh, we have a lot of young talent, but two talents that I really like. And you know, there's a lot of personal vested interest because I've known them since they were small kids. That's the thing, too. I'm at the stage now where. I have guys that I wrestled that now I'm working with their yeah. kids. And, it's like uh, uh, Tom Brady in the NFL. Talk about a full Tom Brady, Well, you know, you've got a local uh, OVW star in, in, in uh, Cal Hero. Oh, yes. You know yes. what I mean? Cal, man. Cal Hero, fr- friend of the for, show, by re- the way. Recurring guest. Yes. Big shout out to Cal, who's a very young young kid with a good attitude. And, um, you know, he's he's on his way. Um, Austin and uh, Colton Gunn. Yes. I mean, I've known those kids. I've been friends with Billy since day one and, and, and where, where I started working WWE and I've seen Austin and Colton grow up and mm-hmm. it's funny how their personalities are so different. Colton is this very serious, deep thinker and Austin is his dad wide open mm-hmm. on like 50 energy drinks. <laughs> like Austin has so much energy and they're so young and they're so good at what they're doing. They're former AEW tag team champions. Yeah. There's going to be more uh, championships down the line for those guys. They they've got everything from having a uh, a great dad like Billy that does a lot of the coaching and teaching. Yeah. Who is one of the best teachers. And that's one thing I've noticed in, since I've gotten to AEW. We have two guys that are just different from any teacher I've ever had. And I've worked with you know Terry Taylor had a lot to do with me. Paul Levesque had a lot to do with me sure. early in my career in the power plant. Um, and there are different styles of trainers and coaches over the year. And I've seen a lot of guys train and coach, and they do it their way. Billy Gunn has an amazing way of translating body mechanics and what you're doing and what you're mm-hmm. thinking. Like, he just looks at it and knows what's going on in your head. Yeah. Like, Billy is phenomenal. And then Jay Lethal sure. is also an incredibly kind coach. He runs a school in Tampa and – uh um, just when I watch Lethal, because I live in Tampa, so I'll go work out mm-hmm. in Jay's ring. And uh, just the way Jay talks to his students, and he's just so – it's such a calm learning environment Yeah, compared to, you know, when I came through the business, there wasn't a lot of – there wasn't a lot of hand-holding. Sure. Was like, what are you, stupid or <laughs> yeah. something? You know, that kind of a thing. <laughs> you just get hit up so across the head. So it's a different environment. It's a more conducive environment, yeah. I would definitely say. And, and then, you know, also last night getting to talk with Al and see what Al Snow's done sure. with his group and – Recurring guests as well. Absolutely. You know, Al, friend and, of the show. Uh, um, it, it's just nice to see and be a part of, and I get it now at my tenure, age, legendary status, whatever uh, crap you want to call it, um, to see guys that are that are passing 
that that down to the younger generation. Yeah. And that's a good thing about AEW. Excuse me. <clears throat> it's not a cookie cutter promotion. Yeah. I mean, when you're a big operating machine, this giant machine, it's 170 countries and 1.7 followers in your social media platforms worldwide, it's run like a very efficient machine. You stand yeah. here to hard camera, face hard camera. This is your ring entrance. You do the same thing every time. Yeah. It's laid out in a way that is very structural for the younger talent, which mm-hmm. works. And the one thing that I like different about AEW is it's a lot more authentic from the talent because the talent has so much more input on the decisions they make coming to the ring, the decisions they make in the ring, decisions in their character. So let's that gets more back to the roots of what pro wrestling is. Mm-hmm. Of um, It's up to the talent to make those choices and learn from those mistakes and there's a, it's a more of a forgiving environment in AEW to, to learn to make that connection with the audience, and I think it's sure. it's more conducive to getting back to, the roots of, of being authentic and being in, uh, an individual that presents uh, your character. Whereas you know, in, in other places, you don't have that opportunity. Yeah, that opportunity is given to you. You're given a name. Sure. That intellectual property is then filed. Mm-hmm. That company owns the intellectual property. Yep. This is how your character is being presented. This is the way you fit as a gear in mm-hmm. the cog of our machine, which if you can adjust to that and do that, you'll you'll do well and you'll make money and you'll be uh, successful. But I think for younger talent, especially early in their career, you got to trip, you got to stumble, you got to find yourself along sure. the way. And even I did that. Like I started in WCW. My first match was Hulk Hogan. I fought Hogan, Sting, Flair. I mean, <laughs> that sounds great, fantastic, but at the same time, it's mentally uh, a huge hurdle. Sure, you know, not you're bad. not going to have um, a lot of experience. So a lot of the things being told to you, you really don't understand what mm-hmm. you're doing. You're just doing it. So you haven't had a chance to find out who you are as a talent. Sure. And that was one of the things about coming here to Louisville that helped me is I got a chance to really figure out why I'm in this business mm-hmm. and what this business means to others around me. Yeah. Because I mean, if somebody comes to you and says, Hey, you're 21 years old. You're going to work with Hulk Hogan. You're going to have a big contract. Your head. It's not that your head. It's just you don't know any different. Mm -hmm. You don't know. You know. uh, You know. You you're you don't know that. Oh, I've got to work a job at at Home Depot, and then I'm tired from working eight hours a day, but I still have to go train. Yeah. You know, when I trained in the power plant in WCW, that was my job. Mm -hmm. I had a contract to go train. I knew that my first match was going to be Hulk Hogan. Yep. I also knew. That if that match was bad, uh, my contract probably wouldn't last more than a year. Sure. <laughs> so it could have been a one and done. Yeah. Or it could have been, you know, uh, a chance to, to make something. But even then, there wasn't uh, an opportunity to to really fail. Yeah. You had you were thrown in the fire. You had to find your way. And mentally, it was it was draining. Mentally, it was exhausting because. Mm-hmm. You're, you're not winning in any way in that stage. And yep. this is not a wine, poor me. I'm grateful for my entire contract. Sure. But at the same time, there was a lot of, well, I'm working with guys that are so seasoned to make it so easy. And, oh, just listen to me, kid. We'll be yeah. fine out there. And you're doing stuff, but you're, you're not understanding why you're doing it. Yeah. And then, you, you know, I got the opportunity because, you know, uh, my boss that I worked for was a, was a real – 
uh, tough dude, mm-hmm. you know, Vince, <laughs> uh, thought it'd be really good for me to figure out what the other side of life is about. Sure. You know, I mean, he put his own kid on the ring truck. Yeah. You know what I mean? Shane worked on the ring truck. Sure. And that, and that was my thing. The first time I put a ring together was an OVW. Wow. Like, you know, like, well, I remember Jim Cornette coming to me. I had a big Dodge Dually semi Alcoas on mm-hmm. it, real expensive truck, you know. I mean, I'd already been in the business a few years making money, and <laughs> Cornette wanted me to pull the ring behind my truck. I was like, dude, my truck's worth more than your ring. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, but – Again, when you do that and you start setting up a ring and you realize the sacrifices and things that people go through, and then you understand what's at the core of professional wrestling and the heart that goes into it and why you're doing it and making that relationship with the audience. Sure. Absolutely. Um, and it, it, it seems like the company, AEW, that you're at now, and you've, you've been a part of multiple, and what you just said, it it gives you a little bit more, and wrestlers a little bit more of an opportunity, like you said, kind of be themselves. To be and themselves, rather yeah. than just kind of go out there, make sure to look at this camera, <laughs> make sure to look at this camera, and just make sure to get our character that we gave you over, which is completely fine and understandable from the business aspect or well, if you're it, fans it, of that. But, it, you know, the pure is, wrestling no, side. It works sometimes, but you might go through – uh, 150, 200 talent to get one. Sure, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Whereas, and, and along that way, you might have, out of some of those talents, you might have had talents that could have thrived with a little bit more um, individuality, a little bit more freedom yeah. of expression, uh, uh, a little bit more time to season. Right. You know what I mean? It's just, uh, um, and I think that's the thing that AEW really sets up well. There's there's a couple of good uh uh, smaller promotions that, uh, or training schools that that AEW works with, with um, Jay Lethal School and Rhodes Academy in Atlanta, and uh, OVW. Like, there's a lot of talents that come in from um, that are getting opportunities that they wouldn't get mm-hmm. in the other place because yeah. the other place actually prefers to take athletes that don't know anything about wrestling mm-hmm. and train them their way. Yeah, yep. kind of mold that and mold yep. them that way. So then. And then that's the only system they know. And one thing yeah. I've learned, and it reinforces it, uh, was with the success that AEW had at Wembley, mm-hmm. selling out you know eighty thousand tickets, and ninety percent of them were sold just on brand alone, without an advertised card. Yeah, just on the brand. Yeah. So that shows that there are different ways to do things. Sure. And it really gets back to the core of what's important for our industry is to be something unique and be something different, and not be the same as someone else or try to compete with the same look that's not what we're doing we're offering at aew a very professional viable product that's pro wrestling oriented that has great talent yeah absolutely and you know and that's i mean you know a lot of fans that i talk to like that that riggedness that aew has and it does kind of i mean if you may kind of throw back to how wcw kind of looked back and it was just just a different brand a different logo to look at and just like a different presentation it's a a different presentation a different feel and you're going to have loyal fans on either side but you know that's you know and and that's part of it but if you only have one horse in town sure you know you you know you don't know like i mean if you have steak every day your entire life or or and then you try something different you might like it you know it might be something better for you absolutely you know so you know that's whatever analogy i was going for there that completely missed (laughs) the mark 
I mean, you're think you're like me. You think food. You yeah, know, I, any dude, anytime you can go-to. fit steak into a reference, let's let's steak, try to do that. You know, good hamburger, good hot dog. Absolutely. I keep thinking about KFC Yum Center November first, our AEW oh, show. Yeah. <laughs> How am I, are they going to have chicken around there for us? Like, or is it just like <laughs> you a regular? Believe it. Yeah, you know, like if you go to do. Dunkin' Donuts arena, there's not one donut in the place. That's, that's crazy. That's kind of ridiculous. That's yeah. insane. What are yeah. they doing up there? Do, I don't know. That makes me think. Do you what? Do you remember any specific places here in Louisville that you guys used to tear down food wise after? show I late do. places i was trying to remember it was on hurstbourne avenue i think mm. um mm. it's way max, out there max, max, max and irma's oh yeah yeah max and irma's you've heard had of that the, uh, honey it's croissants okay they had the honey croissants i think they max had. and irma's okay i think so why have i feel like I, now i know i feel like i've heard that before but i feel I like i probably can't right. remember I mean, it. believe me i've been hitting the head with a lot of chairs so who knows <laughs> and i remember my first uh uh, steak and Shake experience was in Louisville. Oh, yes. I think there's yeah. only like one chili, or two left. Chili Five Way or something like yes, that? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So I oh, the, and steak. Skyline. Yeah, yeah the Skyline. Skyline. That's yes. what I mean. Skyline. Skyline. Yeah, that's yes. Billy's favorite. He's Skyline. from he's from up north Kentucky, Sorry. Cincinnati See, that's area. that's how bad my brain works sometimes. You know? You know? A, a good three-way will get you right, I'll tell you mm-hmm. that. Um, oh, you Skyline, don't do the five-way? Well, I'll do, what, I'll do whatever. Yeah. But uh, the three-way is the classic. I like the three-way. I'll, throw, mm-hmm. I'll do a four-way with onion. Uh, five-way is onion and beans. See, I hate uh, onions. I, I can't guy. do onions. Well, there you go. Not an onion guy. Onions. I'm not onions an onion guy. On everything. I don't like it. it really? I taste one onion. But here's the kicker, Paul. Mm. I love onion rings. <laughs> well, because it's fried. Who doesn't exactly. like anything fried? Exactly. Right. You can fry a cat turd. Yeah. Uh, listen, if I get one piece of onion on anything that I eat, it immediately ruins the flavor for me. Wow. <laughs> I feel bad for you. Like, nothing makes me hungrier than smelling onions. Yes. Uh, onions cooking in butter and garlic. Oh, like, when you you're, too. you're prepping for something, I'm like... Oh, that's a good smell. I'm have, not going anywhere right now. I'm just, Absolutely. I'm going to sit here next to the dog and drool. So, <laughs> so we're talking about, you know, all these promotions having having success in today's wrestling world. I mean, we, we've talked about OVW a couple times, obviously being local here in Louisville, and they just had the big wrestlers documentary hit Netflix. You know, there's a lot of little, like you mentioned, kind of breeding grounds like that. Mm-hmm. And having all these promotions that are having success, like the AWs and the WWEs and, and even the Impact Wrestlings and all that, I mean, that's huge for wrestling right to have all that much more opportunity out there for it them. is and that's a good way of looking at it too for the talent because the talent may go somewhere and not see success in in one uh company mm-hmm. and that gives them a chance because there's an old saying in wrestling too sometimes you got to go away to come back mm. yep so sometimes you have to try fail regroup try something else yep but you have a little bit more of a chance to do that at a professional level when you have viable companies to go work for to make a living mm-hmm. so you try something in, in you know in wwe that doesn't work you can reboot yourself. You know, they wouldn't let me do this, but I'd like to try this. And then it becomes a natural fit. Yeah. And then you become a big star and, you know, you create a relationship with the audience. And that's the main thing that I think is important for younger wrestlers to understand is you have to come across with something that you can feel that's authentic. Yeah. Because the audience doesn't really know the ins and outs and behind the scenes and politics and business and you know ratings per minute we pretend like we do that's all we know but i mean there's a there's a lot of minutia that goes into professional wrestling that is business oriented but at the core of it it's making the fans our job and everybody knows this predetermined outcome and blah 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 and all that stuff for the the technical guys yeah huh but our job if we do it right is we can pull you out of it and suspend belief for that time sure we all know that um you know iron man isn't real but when you watch huh? Inf- when you watch infinity wars <laughs> stop <laughs> you're breaking news to austin right <laughs> what? now yeah 
you know, but you suspend the belief. You're wrapped up in Infinity Wars. You're mm-hmm. wrapped up in the characters. You're wrapped up in Black Widow. You're wrapped up in Captain Marvel and, and all that stuff. So when we do our job right, and I can't tell you how many times it's come up to me, and people try to preface it. They say, oh, I, I, know, I know it's not this. I know it's not this. But that one time. Yeah. But that one time. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I'm like, yeah, that one time we got you. Yep. We did our job. Yeah. Because... And in, in it's all people working together to tell the story. It's all the we rely on the production crew, the camera crew, the lighting, the television yeah. editing people. All those people have a big play backstage that are unsung heroes. Mm-hmm. Guys and the guys and gals in the trunk, the instant re- replay people. That you know yeah. you see a great move and bam, instantly that replays yep. there. Well, that doesn't just happen magically. Yeah. There's somebody back there. It's a team who reads and knows the business that understands that's going to be a great yep. replay. Mm-hmm. Let me cut that cue. That that's ready to go. Sure. The announcers who help tell your story: Tony Schiavone, uh, Excalibur, yeah. Jim Ross, Taz. You know me once in a while. Yeah. You know we're trying to do our job and and help further along that story for the viewers at home. Yeah. And then the audience is the other member of the show. Mm-hmm. Because you have to feel that when you're between the ropes, you have to feel that audience and pull them in with you. Mm-hmm. You know whether it's you need to be more aggressive or you need to be less aggressive or it's a time for to have laughs or it's yeah. a time to be serious. That's the thing that when our fans come to our shows, that's the part that we're pulling them into and let loose because you're not there just to sit on your butt and watch a show. Yeah, it's not a it's not a play. Yeah, you know I mean this is something where we want you to be a part of it. We sure. want you to be engaged, and we want to create a moment for you. And that's the thing about coming to a live event. It's a moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I understand, yes, there's there's so many things to entertain you when you can sit on the couch and watch it on the TV. Sure. But when can you take your friends or your family and go to an event that you create a memory? Yeah. Even if you never go again, you will never forget that experience sure. the rest of your life. That's yes. one of those things where that – and it'll be that, how about the one time so-and-so did this? Or that yeah. one time, you know. And that's the the beautiful part about our business. The core of it is making that relationship with our fans to mm-hmm. give them memories. That one time, right? That's all that, about that it. One time. that one time. That one it's time. like the uh, Little Giants. You all ever seen that movie? Yes. Yes. One time. One time. <laughs> one time. <laughs> Might lose 99 times. Yep, but, but you just get that time. one time, right? You know, Randy Savage used to have a saying like that. Yeah. He would say, I might throw 99 pieces of crap against the wall, but one might stick. There you go. <laughs> I like, love that. You're like, a- okay, just let me know where that wall is because I don't want to go in that room. Right. But, but you know, that, that was and that was that was Randy's attitude too. Randy yeah. was a get knocked down, get back up, keep punching. Yeah. You know. I want to dig a little bit deeper, kind of bit, if you can try to remember back to the uh, old old Monday Night War days. Billy's had just uh, mentioned wrestlers. It's kind of taking Netflix by storm a little bit, kind of chronicles everyday life mm-hmm. and going into uh, what it's like for a wrestling business to kind of survive right now and uh of course they you know it's translated well with like it's turned into like reality and they've garnered some stars from that if you can think back to your old wcw locker room if they had something like that where a camera was on someone who do you think would be the star uh, i can think of one talent that i know off my off the top of my head he's no longer with us but was the most incredible dynamic personality um funny just great dude was brian adams yeah I remember him as crush yeah and i used to play golf a lot with brian and brian was always running some kind of scam on strokes per hole and it always ended <laughs> up at the end of the game where he got three or four bucks off of you you know but he was just like he would do things like um 
unclip your golf bag. So when you take off in the golf cart, oh. your golf bag falls out. <laughs> I mean, but he was just one of those guys that was just so fun to be around. And yeah, and uh, if you'd have put had a camera around Brian Adams, he would have been like your favorite dude backstage. That's awesome. Owen Hart was another one. Owen Hart was yeah, like Owen Hart would do things like uh, hang out in the lobby of hotels. And when the guys would like order, because back in the day there wasn't Uber Eats, so yeah. you'd have to order a pizza. Yeah. So of course the delivery driver comes in. You know, I got a pizza for Jim Duggan. Yeah. Oh, that's me. You know. <laughs> and then he would take the pizza and hide it, and Jim Duggan would come down and says, "Oh yeah, the pizza guy came in and said you weren't here and told you to f off, and oh, you know, no. he was going to take the pizza home." So then Jim Duggan's mad because he didn't have a pizza. Then Owen would run the pizza up to his room and get a free pizza. Like, <laughs> there's all those kind of fun stories, but I think. Part of the magic of going through the trials and tribulations of taking bumps, learning how to take bumps, lacing yeah. up boots. Because here's the thing. you People look at it from the uh, the glamour side of, oh, yeah. you're on TV or right. you're making money. Yeah, but you're also working. You're missing anniversaries, birthdays, mm-hmm. holidays, recitals. It's a life I of a wrestler. 17 years and flew out almost every Christmas Eve because we had a show on Christmas. Yeah. Um, you know, that's just part of the gig. Yep. You know, you – the talent makes such a sacrifice, um, and there's not, you know, uh, baggage handlers like uh, NFL and, mm-hmm. and MLB where they're handling your equipment. Yeah, you're staying at five star hotels. Yeah, you know, you're three or four guys deep in a car staying mm-hmm. at the Red Roof Inn. Sure, <laughs> driving 250 miles a night after a show. Yep. like it's it's a business that uh, I, I don't think people would realize how non glamorous it is. Sure, you know, so and it's one of those kind of things that. Uh, I'm excited because I think the product has matured and I think the fan base has matured. And sure, um, I think it's an interesting look for people to see, just like I like to watch hard knocks. Yeah. You know, when I see the teams and what the players are going through. And, it, you know, I think that's a great uh, introduction to maybe make fans. And even especially um, if you got a situation where it's younger fans that aren't really big stars yet. Yeah. You get a chance to see them on their journey. Could you imagine, you know, some of the – Something like that years ago at the beginning of like John Cena's career. Like yeah, I talked about Louisville Gardens. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to see where he's gone and what he's done and what he's uh, had to endure, and um, it's a it's a, a good interesting way to to humanize uh, pro wrestling, where it's sure. not the uh, lack of a better term, uh, the redheaded stepchild. <laughs> like yeah, you, you can be. It's okay now to be a pro wrestling fan. Absolutely, you can't have to quantify it with something else. It's well, like, it's because you yeah, know. it's because of this and that. No, you're just a fan. Yeah, it's okay. But ESPN covers it now. It's on Bleacher yeah. Report. I mean, so it's, it's it's a legitimate sports mm-hmm. entertainment. Um, you know, it's a viable in, in in countries overseas, Japan, Australia, yeah. Europe, South Africa. I mean, it's everywhere. So. Um, it's great for fans to see the product, to see the talent, and to pick and choose who they like. Yep. Well, know. Paul, this has been awesome, man. Make sure you all check out Paul and all the AEW superstars super at the Yum Center November 1st. That, that's like, what, it's two right. weeks away? Yeah, it's, it's like November two weeks 1st, away. Man. AFC Yum Center. I'll be severely disappointed if I do not have a bucket of chicken. So, <laughs> we got to get this guy a bucket of chicken. Yum Center reps listening right now. Yum Center reps. I have to make a couple calls for you. The big ball guy likes extra crispy. I'm just saying. There you go. If you're going to do it, do it. 
You know, I'll just I'll have to put my calorie <laughs> points in that day. Like I only get thirty nine hundred a day. That's so fine. Yeah, I'll just eat once that day. Uh, so. Maybe you forget to click on your calorie counter that day, huh? Yeah, that's, if you don't click it, yeah. it don't count. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I think. Maybe you just that's that fat guy. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. <laughs> if it's somebody gives it to you, there's no calories. Absolutely, yeah. exactly. You don't you don't actively take it. It's it's it was given to you for a reason as a gift, right? That's good. That's it. I got one more question. We'll send you on your way. There's sure. been you know the choke slam is a popular move in wrestling. Right. Do you have the best of all time? Um, I think I'd have to say so. I would say, well, you can brag on yourself, Paul. You can okay, do it. Okay, I, I don't like to brag on myself because I understand <laughs> the two guys that I know that also do choke slams are uh, Undertaker and Kane. Yeah, you know, um, they do them a little differently. I think my when I first started doing the choke slam, Terry Taylor's one. Terry Taylor and Paula Best gave me the choke slam because mm-hmm. we we're trying to think of a finish. Cause yeah. That's your, Back then, that was a huge deal, and there was a guy in ECW named Nine One One that was doing a choke slam. Yep, and uh, I remember telling Terry Taylor, and Nine One One is a great dude, but mm-hmm. um, and uh, I remember telling Terry, I said, "Yeah, but isn't that guy Nine One One's finished?" And he goes, "Kid, when you start doing the choke slam, no one's going to know who he is." <laughs> <laughs> you know? But my first that. choke slam was uh, planing out and going all the way down. Yeah, and then I changed it to just doing the regular one yeah because when i hit the mat with the other opponent i lessened the recoil yeah so sometimes like i knocked shane mcmahon out twice mm. with a choke slam by going down yeah with him. i see and yep. it's like okay well if i just dump you or lay you down flat but wrestlers we know what dump means right so if i just dump you down then it's better than i go down with you sure it looked great me going down and playing it, it out, did yeah but it was tougher on the other guys Absolutely. and when you're working four or five nights in a row or 17 18 days in yep. a row on tours and the guy's taking that every night like you want to help your opponent out and make sure that uh, uh he's okay with it so did- i think that my choke slam was pretty good for pausing Gotcha, gotcha. Well, once again, we appreciate you coming. You can check Thank Paul you. out once they and they are going to be making their AEW Dynamite and debut at the KFC Yum Center. So you can go check all those tapings out and come check Paul out and come check all the superstars that they have there, fresh off the heels of their highest paid out selling audience in Boom, at, at, at All In in London. So now's the time to get a ticket if you want to go check out AEW right now. You can go ahead and do it. We are the Baby Faces. My name is Austin I'm with Billy and our special guest Paul. Paul White, thank you so much for coming by, dude. I've never had so much fun as a heel with two baby faces. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. It.